In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. In this episode, we look at the perception that we have about our relationship with God in the area of prayer, how we communicate with God, and how we perceive His response to our prayers. This episode is titled, Are You Hearing Me, Father? When my last born was still young, he would have um, grown-up conversations with me. And um, he had a level of seriousness which was above his age. So at times he would be talking serious stuff and I would do what parents do after a long day. You know, you nod in agreement. You don't even listen to what the person is saying. You just say yes, yes. Even when they're asking you a question, you don't even pick up that conversation because you're actually not listening to them. So he would tolerate it a few times and then he would eventually ask me, are you really listening to me, mama? Are you listening to me? Did you hear what I said? That's it. That had my attention. But however, I had no clue what he had said before that. So I had to admit that I was not listening and I was sorry. And he knew that as well. And he would have none of it. I had to focus on what he was saying. Listen attentively. Because to him, whatever he was saying was important enough to deserve my attention. Now, one of the signs that someone is not listening is if they do not respond where a response is required, or sometimes the response they give is not in line with the question, is not actually responding to what you are asking them. And if we look at the issue of communication, you actually are communicating a message when you are speaking to someone. Now, when you say something or you are conveying a message, um, that message is supposed to reach the intended audience. Otherwise, then you should not even be saying these things. It is therefore rude to be spoken to and you do not listen. It is also heartbreaking even more if, for example, what you are saying is serious and needs a response. The sound has reached the other person's ears, but it's not sufficient because that person has not actually listened. The brain has not recorded what you said. The heart has not even focused on this matter, has not even taken in what you're saying. Now, you then would ask, have you actually taken me or what I'm saying seriously? That is what my son will be dealing with when I have just given a nod or just said yes without really giving a thought to what he was saying. Now, when it comes to prayer, we communicate with God. We seek a genuine audience with the Father. When we genuinely pray, we seek an audience with him. We want him to hear us. We expect a hearing from the Lord. We want God to be attentive to what we are praying because it is a communication, but most of the time or some of the times we actually have a need. And he is God that provides for our needs. He has the answers to our prayers. Now, because God is spirit, we do not see him. We do not sit face to face with the Father. We, we do not see him. We then at times don't perceive his presence um, because he is not in the physical like Jesus Christ was when he was walking on this earth. So because we don't see him and his voice is not always audible um, to us, 
and you are also continuously learning to hear his still small voice. So we are working with the spirit here, this your own spirit and, and the spirit of the father. Um, it, it, there is a communication there. Um, however, because you are in the flesh, it makes the communication a little bit harder. But when we grow spiritually and with consistency in seeking the Father, talking to Him and listening to His response, we get to know that He is there, He's present, He's listening to us. However, when you are desperate, when you are in need, when you have prayed so many times, when you have gotten into the presence of the Father and you have said your prayers, you have asked of Him, you have brought your petitions to Him and you feel that the Father is not answering, at times his silence is too loud. You have prayed. You have cast out whatever thing that it you wanted gone in your life. You, you have prayed. You have asked. You have petitioned. You have come again over and over again. You have asked God of the same thing. Sometimes it takes years and you feel that God is not saying anything. What you have asked for, you have not seen. It's not even close to coming to you. You're not even seeing even that small cloud. It's not even forming. You are praying, you are asking, and you are not hearing anything from the Father. Sometimes we come to that point in life. I remember when God called me the first time, it was a missed call. I heard the message, but when I asked further questions to the Father, there was no response. It took a whole year for God to respond to my question, exactly the same day, 12 months later. The good thing was that I had written down what I had experienced the first time around. Now, 12 months later, when the second call came, I got the revelation and I went back to my notes in my diary and I realized that it was exactly on the same date the previous year that God gave me a message and I had asked and I wrote down the question, are you calling me into the apostolic office, Father? And I did not get a response. I did not get a response the whole 12 months up until God wanted to speak to me again on the same thing. It could never be a coincidence. It was God. His silence was planned. I thought God was silent. I, I thought maybe uh, it was just me. I was just imagining things. I thought maybe it was wishful thinking. Whatever the reasons were, I eventually forgot about this matter for 12 full months. God is not in a hurry to go anywhere, children of God. His plans and his timing is perfect. So when you think and feel and perceive God as if he is silent, he's actually working an answer for you. At times we wonder if he's truly listening to us, and he is. There are times where I have prayed and come to a point where I did not know what other words to say to the Father. You see, when you bring an issue to God, you already need an answer. At times I'm not even futuristic in my request. I actually need this thing now. At times, I cannot wait. It's not a futuristic request. I need an answer and I need it now. I cannot wait for a future vision. I need the answer now. At times, we are desperate for answers from the Father. If I am sick, I want to be healed now, not tomorrow, not the day after, not two years later. I want to be healed now. It is expedient that I be healed. I feel like I need this thing gone. No one wants to feel sick. No one wants to feel pain. No one wants a disease in their bodies. So when you are sick, you cannot take it any longer. You want God to answer you immediately. At times you may need money, like yesterday. You may find that the shops or the businesses that you have taken credit with, they are calling you every single day. They want their money back. You don't have it. You don't have a job. 
Maybe you have a job and the money is not sufficient. You need an answer like yesterday. You cannot wait for tomorrow. You need it now. At times, your children are in trouble so much that you need God to intervene urgently. It is expedient that God answers you immediately. You are a parent. You want an answer for your children. You want what's best for your children. You cannot wait for something to be resolved in a year's time. You then come to that point that you'll ask, Lord, have you actually heard my prayers? Are you hearing me, Lord? Lord, are you truly listening to me? Are my prayers reaching to your ears, Father? Why are you silent on me? Why are you not answering me? If you are listening to me, Father, why am I still in the same place as I was before I prayed? Because when I go to you, Father, I want to hear an answer. I want to see something happening. You'll ask that question. Are you hearing me, Father? Now, when we read in the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Praise the name of the Lord. So we have confidence and our confidence is that God hears us. The Bible says that um, faith is the confidence of things hoped for. So we have confidence of the things that we have hoped for. We have the proof. We have something that is tangible. We have something that we hold on to. We are confident that this thing that we have asked of the Father, he's going to do it for us. So this word is saying our confidence that we should have when we pray is that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So our confidence is that whatever we ask of him, if it is in line with his will, then he hears us. But then how do we hold this scripture as true? Where do we get this confidence in him, his will? Now, his will, where do we find it? How do we know this is in line with what God wants? We go to scripture. The Bible says, it is impossible for God to lie. So we go to his word. Because if God cannot lie, then we want to find out what his word says concerning the situation that we're facing. So if we find that word, we go and search for it, we find it. And that word reveals what the will of God, what the heart of God is towards this situation or concerning this situation. Then since he cannot lie, then that word is true. And if that word is true, then we have confidence that if we pray, according to the word of God, according to the word that we have found. Therefore, the father will hear us. He hears us because he is God that is true to his word. And therefore, because he has said it in his word, when we go to him and say, Father, it is written, you said this. He has no choice but to fulfill his word because he is faithful to his word. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 to 6. When you are sick, you go to that word. It is written, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for us, our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. So you are sick in your body. You have sickness, a disease that is afflicting you. You go to that word. You find it. This is what is written. This is what Isaiah says God said. He was wounded. He was bruised. He was chastised. By his stripes we are healed. All of these things Jesus Christ suffered. It was fulfilled as it is recorded. In the book of um, Matthew to John, the four Gospels, the one that came in the flesh and died for us, he did it all for us. So it's written, 
Every one of his stripes means healing unto our bodies. That is the word of God. That's it. That is his will. He did not send his son to suffer in vain for us. God wants us to be healed. If he didn't want us to be healed, if he wanted us to suffer until Jesus Christ comes, then he would not have bothered to send Jesus Christ in the first place. Jesus Christ would not have walked on this earth healing people, showing us, revealing to us a kingdom principle that says God heals. There is power of God to heal. Therefore, you hold this way. You say, your son, father, suffered for me. All that he suffered, I should not be suffering today. That's the word of God. By his stripes, I am healed. You say this word even when you are feeling the pain. You say this word when you are holding the doctor's report that says you are sick. You say, Father, this is your word. I choose to believe you. I refuse any other report. I hold on to your word. You have that confidence that says, because I have prayed in accordance to his will. His will is that I am healed. It is his will because he sent his son so that his son would suffer so that I receive healing. You see something that is happening in your life. You know that this is the works of the devil. You go to the word of God, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. It says, for this reason, the son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. You say, that's it. That is the word of God. He came. He was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So anything that is the work of the devil, you hold that scripture true. You say, Father, here is another work of the devil. Oh, son of God, you are manifested to destroy it. Destroy it, Lord. God never lies. The son of God came, was manifested. He finished his assignment and he said it is finished, about and gave up the ghost. Now today, we'll hold this way true. We cannot doubt God. We cannot ask if he's willing to destroy the works of the devil. His son has already done that. His son has already accomplished that for us. We can therefore go to the father and say, no, 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 Lord, this cannot be allowed to continue. This is not lined up with your word. This is the works of the devil. You see, children of God, one of the other challenges that we have in life is that when the devil does his works, when he has finished doing his works in our lives, at times we point the finger to God. We say it was the will of God. When the devil has come and stolen something from you, you say it was the will of God. When the devil has come and killed someone through a bad sickness, you say it was the will of God. Now, if it was the will of God, why did the son beget manifested on this earth to destroy the works of the devil? And when the devil has done his works, we then we say it is God. It can't be God. Now we have to go to the father and say, this is another works of the devil, father. Destroy it. Do not allow it to remain in our midst because we believe your word. We hold your word true. We believe what you have said. Destroy. This is the works of the devil. This is sickness. It's the works of the devil. Destroy it, Lord. For this reason, you came. You, you, you have poverty lingering in your family. It's not a works of God. He owns the silver and the gold and the cattle and the thousand hills. All of those things belong to him. It is the works of the devil. You stand against it in the name of the Lord. According to his word, it is his will that you prosper. Jesus Christ said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Oh, but glory to Jesus, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We forget these words that says it is the thief that steals and kills and destroys. We forget this thing and we point our fingers to God and say it was his will that the so and so die, die an early death. But Jesus Christ came that we may have life in abundance. So if there is no abundance, we refuse. 
We're saying we want the abundance because, Father, it is written in your word. You said it, Lord Jesus, that you have come, that I may have it abundantly, life abundantly. I'm here. I want this abundance. When the thief comes to your house, your confidence is raised up because you know the will of God is that the thief must not steal in your house. The thief must not kill and must not destroy. The will of God is clear. It is the opposite of what the enemy has come for. Therefore, we hold the word of God true. We say, Father, it is written. We believe you. We believe your word. We claim it. It is ours. We pray according to his will. Lord Jesus, you came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Whatever is contrary to the word of God is not valid. Your word, Father, is valid. Your word is clear. I believe your word. Therefore, my confidence is in that because it is written, because it's your word, because you are faithful. Therefore, this word is true and you will fulfill it, Father. John prayed this prayer. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So we want to prosper in all things. We want to be in health. We want our souls to prosper. And we pray. We are confident in these things because it is in the word of God. Isaiah said, this is the word of God that says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. It is the Lord that spoke these words through Isaiah the prophet. Now we can stand and say, I can see the weapons. I can see that they are formed against me. But I stand and say they shall not prosper. A weapon of sickness has been formed. It shall not prosper. A weapon of poverty has been formed. It shall not prosper. You stand and you rise up and you refute this thing. You condemn the sickness. You say it shall not happen. Not in my family. You reject it. The enemy is trying. You stand and say, Father, it is written in your word. The Father will hear our prayers as long as our prayers are lined up with his word. Now, the Father cannot hear us on matters that are contrary to his will. So when you pray and whatever you're praying for is against the word of God, you cannot expect him to answer that. You cannot ask him to bless your adulterous relationship. It's not his will. He will not hear your prayers. You cannot ask God to bless your business when you are stealing in the process. He will not hear you because his will is written down that thou shall not steal. But it is also written, it is I that will teach you how to make wealth. It is written that we ask it shall be given to us. So then what do we do, children of God? We search his word. We find what the word says concerning a situation. We believe that word. We pray with confidence that God will do it because it is written in his word. You stand up and you say, devil, I resist you in the name of Jesus. The word of God says he will flee. If he doesn't flee, remember it is a resistance. In resistance, somebody pushes, another pushes, another pushes back. It is a resistance. You are resisting this thing. Therefore, when you are resisting, expect the devil to come back again, again and again until he recognizes that you are standing and you are not being shaken and you are not being moved. You are standing on the word of God. He will eventually flee. The, the word of God did not say chase the devil once and he will flee. It says resist him. So you stand up and say, I resist him in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm resisting the devil in your name. And your word says he will flee. You stand up and you declare. The word of God says you shall declare a thing and the Lord will establish it for you. So you stand up and you declare healing child of God. Praise the name of the living God. I decree and declare that my children are healed. I decree and declare 
that I am healed. I decree and declare that my husband is healed. I decree and declare that my parents are healed. I decree and declare that my brothers and sisters are healed. I declare peace, the peace of God that surpasses human understanding in my family. You see that everyone is fighting. You stand and still declare, I declare peace in my family. You see that the finances are not making sense. You get up and you declare financial breakthrough. Why? Because your father owns the silver and the gold and the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth and its fullness, thereof it is his. And all of these things belong to you because it is written, he has given these things to us, the sons of men. So the gold that is on this earth, it is mine. I'm a son of men. I belong to God. Father in heaven does not need gold. He has abundance. He creates these things. I need it. It is here on this earth for me. You stand up as a church. You declare a revival. You say the people of God shall be saved. You declare a revival. You declare victory. You declare souls coming to the kingdom of God. It is his will. There is joy when one sinner comes into repentance. In heaven, there is a party because one person is saved. Therefore, we get up and we say, we decree and declare that the, the people of God shall hear the word Believe, receive Christ Jesus and be saved. You get up and you speak abundant life to yourself, to your family, to the people around you. Because this is the reason why Jesus Christ came. What he came to do is not in vain. He has done it for us. You declare peace in your family. You declare love and joy in your family. Because the word of God says so, you believe it, you take it, you run with it. Praise the name of the living God. He will do it for you. Why? It is written, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It is God. Isaiah 55 verse 11, it is God that says these things. He says, I will accomplish it. He says, it is him that will accomplish this, that which he pleases. He says, it won't go back to him void. It shouldn't be going back to him void. It cannot go to him void. It shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. You get up and you say, Father, what is the word of God? What is your word saying concerning this situation? Let this word not go back to you in heaven. It has to be fulfilled here on this earth. Healing is our portion. Healing is the children's breath here and now. Healing is ours here and now. When Jesus Christ comes and establishes a whole new heaven and earth, we don't need healing. We are healed. We are well. We are, we've got new bodies. We have bodies that um, are immortal. We have bodies that cannot be corrupt. And therefore, we don't need healing. We need healing now. Here on this earth, here and now, when the body gets sick, we need healing. Therefore, the word of God that says we are healed by his stripes cannot go back to him void. It has to be fulfilled. But then it requires you to stand before the Father in prayer with the confidence that God, you said it, and therefore I receive it. God, you said it, here I am to claim it. God, you said it, here I am, I'm asking for it. God, you said it, here I am, I'm petitioning you for it. And I believe your word. We have this confidence that the word of God that he has spoken, it shall be accomplished. It will not go back to him until it has been fulfilled. Child of God, I don't know what is it that you need the father to do for you. I want to just remind you today that God is here and God fulfills his word and have 
that confidence in him and see him doing these great things in your life. The Lord strengthen you in whatever situation you're facing. May you not be weary, child of God. May you not give up. May you hold God true to his word. He is not the son of man. He does not lie. He sticks to his word. What he has promised, it is true and he will do it. Believe God. Hold him true to his word. Look for it. Believe it. Speak it. See God doing it for you. The Lord be with you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.